Hello and welcome to episode 180 of Navigating the Modern World. My name is Kimberly Johnson. I am your host. For those who are return listeners, welcome. Thank you for being here. And for those who have never been here, also thank you. And just a little context is the whole point behind this podcast is simply to one, present a perspective for navigating life. Never is it prescriptive to you. I hope that everyone who listens, listens, and then really checks in with themselves and maybe it will help and maybe it's just interesting and maybe it's just entertaining, but my hope is, is that through listening to my life stories and the perspective that honestly I feel like I have been gifted, I hope that you experience a little bit more peace in your life. And I have been thinking about making a podcast for a little bit of time now. And I, it's so interesting. The whole, this whole process of podcasting has been very, very fluid for me. It also has been very based in when I feel passionate or when something really comes up for me, just trusting it and then wanting to share it. And I've tried throughout the years to become more consistent And the reality is, is that it has been hard to force myself into that consistency when I'm just not sure what to talk about. It honestly just isn't as good. And I should probably just be okay with not having as many good podcasts um, and allowing just some really all-star golden podcasts to come out of that consistency. But that's currently not how I'm doing it. So, um, but I've been thinking about a ton recently, just this kind of concept of how to really cultivate peacefulness in my day-to-day experience. And I mean, so much comes up and I was hoping to just like talk about some of what's been coming up through me thinking about cultivating peacefulness in my day-to-day life. The first thing that comes up, and it's probably because I see so many people throughout the week and I work with so many people, but the first thing that really comes up is how to work on not being so affected by other people. And I don't know if you're listening to this and if you are like really affected by other people, but I am very affected by other people. And I am constantly working on this really interesting balance. And I think really I'm seeking wisdom I'm really trying to seek wisdom. I'm trying to listen. So hopefully some bit of wisdom arises at some point. But I really 
want to continue to develop the ability to balance being vulnerable and letting people in and really experiencing other human beings while also the wisdom part I think is knowing the truth about when a person is acting a certain way that it doesn't actually have anything to do with me and I think that's the hardest part for me is when people act a certain way I don't know if it's because I can feel the way they're acting in my physical body but it feels very personal and it feels like there's always a chance that the person is upset with me and I guess what I always want in this life is for people to tell me when they're upset with me so that I can, you know, learn to communicate with them better, apologize. And that just has not been my experience in this life. And it makes sense because, you know, honestly, I don't think I do that action. I don't think that I always tell another person when they're upset with me because often for me and it's probably the same for everybody else is often for me I'm like wait why am I upset is it something I can work on myself or is it something that I need to bring the other person in to help them to you know I need something from them to be able to fully process it or understand it and I feel like it's probably not that like I'm not sure that we actually need the other person to do much if we are living in wisdom and I don't even know what the wisdom is I can say like from a logical standpoint but it's not embodied yet I think the the reality is is that what another person like what another person is experiencing and acting out in the world is always something going on within them and not something that it's like yes i may have done something that made the person upset but the upsetness is caused by something that's within them and yes i can change my behavior like i think that that's part of being in relationship with people it is being maybe willing or able to recognize when you're behavior isn't skillful and I think I think if your behavior is hurting people it may not be skillful and that's a very broad statement but I do kind of wonder that if your actions are harming anyone like somebody comes to you and says this harmed me that there's something there for you to learn there's something there there's something true in what that person is saying so like that's the reflective part but you don't actually have to like take care of that person's feelings because they're reacting to something inside themselves. And I don't know. I, I think for my own journey, and I think some people are really good at this. Some people are not affected by other people. I'm always like, really? Huh? I wonder what that's like. I, I'm like, kind of amazed by those people because I'm just like huh just feels like such a different life experience such an intensely different life experience um 
And I'm sure that that also has cons. Like I'm sure that if you are not affected by people, that it's also probably harder to get close to people. Because there's something about... There's something about really feeling another person that you both get in touch with your own humanity, but you get in touch with like even humanity in the largest sense and being with a person and feeling the expansiveness of like, wow, this, how this person is acting is so human. It's so beautifully human. There is like something really beautiful and connective about that. And I think that that's the wisdom is like, for me, wisdom is, can you keep a perspective that doesn't cause you harm? I think, you know, when we think of causing harm, we often think of causing harm to others. Now, remember, harm has a little H and a big H. So like, there are little ways we cause harm, like hurting someone's feelings, um, do you know making kind of a passive aggressive comment to somebody instead of saying what's real um so it might cause frustration like whatever there's little ages and then there's big ages like abusing someone killing someone hurting someone's family like whatever there's the big age so i want to be very clear harm is uh it's an intense word but it is on a scale um but yeah, I think, you know, really choosing to not harm others, but also to really not harm ourselves. And I feel like if I really continue to spend time working on how to be with other people and really understand the sensations happening in my body and being a friend to myself when I'm feeling like maybe this person doesn't like me or maybe I've done something wrong to really learn to befriend myself in those moments and take care of myself and then even learn to maybe communicate with the other person, you know, what came up or just saying like, hey, I really can see that I have a fear that you don't like me and I'm just curious if we could talk about that. Is there any truth in that? Um, that like as I continue to hopefully gain skillfulness using those tools and having the wisdom to have a, a perspective that doesn't cause harm to others but it also doesn't harm, cause any harm to myself that I mean it's like that might be my life work because I could really really see even if it was tiny micro steps forward just how much that would help cultivate a peacefulness in my day-to-day -day experience because I it's so funny I feel like I'm a very peaceful person and the one thing that can pull the rug under me is people and it's so interesting because I love them so much there's something about that it's like I love them so much and I'm so affected by them negatively and I'm kind of constantly like like in the the big wire like wire mess you know like if wires like all spun around each other and it's like really they're really it's really hard to distinguish between those um they're very tangled together 
But I must really admit that I like the complexity of it. It's not black and white. It is very messy. I feel like maybe in my life, people are going to be the messiest part. And it's so interesting too, because when I'm like thinking about life right now, it's like life could not exist without the people in it. So it's so interesting. It just feels like there is no life with people, without it, without people. So it's like, like if you were just on the planet Earth by yourself, like it would just be, it would probably be interesting and beautiful and, but I can't, I'm like, what would that human experience be? And would it be real? I don't know. Sometimes I wonder if the only thing that makes this life real is that people project like an identity that they see you. I'm so fascinated by that. I feel like, I'm about to go into the rabbit hole a little bit, but um, I feel like so much of this life exists because we are like really trying to hold on to an identification of like who we are. So like having this physical body and having a certain personality or being a good person or, you know, we have all of these identities and it's really kind of, it, it can get kind of trippy and kind of scary to begin thinking about there actually being nothing here that needs to be identified with. Like there is actually nothing that is solid about our existence or this life. And there's something just like so disorienting about thinking about that. And it's almost like the mind's like, eh, give it up. <laughs> like you can't think about it too much because it, but I'm like so fascinated by just like people in general and the way that their existence is important because it actually is what creates our existence. And if they didn't exist, like, would we exist? You know, like what, where, nobody would be there to reflect it. And it's like, just such a fascinating thing to think about. And I was thinking about the other day too. Um, I was at the gym and I was thinking about all the action that we take in this life and how we feel that we need to be taking action all the time as well. Changing, growing, bettering ourselves, you know, like whatever. And it really is it feels so necessary. Like you're like, no, but I really do have to be a better person. Um, you know, it feels so necessary. I feel like this grip, I can feel myself gripping it so hard. But sometimes I wonder, I'm like, am I so gripped on all of that action and doing and for the same reason is like, does it create an identity? If I'm chasing after something, there's gotta be something that is chasing after it. It creates this, you know, kind of false sense of self, like a false sense that I exist. And it's so interesting. 
It's so, so interesting. And it's like, you know, it's almost maybe impossible unless you, well, maybe the hope is, (laughs) you can see me working it out. Um, The hope is, is maybe that experience of actually losing the identity is the experience of like maybe enlightenment or awakening or wisdom. Um, because if there really is no you, then it's like, oh man, it's like, does any of this stuff really matter this much, you know? And it's like, what does matter? And then that becomes a whole other question living in the ether. Um, you know, but it's kind of a cool thing to think about because it it is, I think if we actually had, if we let ourselves go there, like really deeply go there and maybe we could have an awakening experience living this life feels like it would be like so much easier and not actually easier because you still need money. You still got to work. You still got to do all these things. Um, but it's like, the way that the things in the outer world are happening or what happens out here would not affect us. Like we could choose our perspective because we would have this really kind of vast perspective of what is actually going on here, which I have a thought that it is just what's going on here. (laughs) Like that's it. That's what's going on here is what's going on here. Um, And there's something so profound about that because it's like, it's so funny. It's like, if that's the truth, that is what our mind tries to take us away from the most. Like, I feel like the mind is kind of constantly trying to take us away from experiencing what is happening right now, you know? And I think a lot of it, we avoid what's happening right now because it's painful. I've been um, experiencing some pain. I... I think I just like sprained my quad. Nothing like this has ever happened. So I'm not hundred percent sure what actually happened, but, um, I went to a lunge position after like the start of a workout and it was like sharp, sharp pain. And so then I was like, Oh, that was weird. So I like, came out of it and like shook a little bit, you know, like an animal. And then I tried to do another lunge and I couldn't, it was like, like the sharpest pain. Um, but I've been icing it and stuff in it. I think it's fine. But dealing with pain, it makes me just realize how much I personally avoid the present moment because of how painful it feels. And, it, and you know, for me specifically, a lot of the pain is caused by people. It's caused by how people are acting people's body movements, people's faces, um, the things people say, um, the things people don't say. Um, but like, it's crazy. Cause I'm like, I really think I might just be making all of it up. And there's something in that for me, you know, the paying attention to the need to constantly prescribe what's happening in the world. There's something there. It's almost like I am not content with the unknown. So my sweet little brain, you know, is like labeling, trying to make sense out of um, everything happening. And the truth is, is that 
it takes me away from what's actually happening. And I just get kind of caught. I can really, really easily get caught. And it's so interesting because like I just, so much of it is like I just want people to like me. You know, I just want, you know, to know that like I'm not being rejected. I'm not an outsider. And I think, you know, if I could be really honest, I think that the person that has made me feel rejected and like an outcast probably the most is probably myself. You know, looking at myself, not thinking I'm pretty and, ugh, you know, having a bad feeling or talking myself out of doing things that are healthy and good for me and, you know, just all the things. And it's like, interesting. Okay. Like, sometimes I'm like, what would it even look like to actually, actually care for myself? I feel like that's such an interesting thing. Like, the way that I care about others, you know, like, and I'm not sure. I'm genuinely not sure. I will say also, I think one of the things that I'm like trudging into right now is just like really how all of this stuff is like my work. It seems like to, in the moment, it seems like it's the outer world or people that are upsetting me, but really it is like something right here deep within me. And um, I was just like thinking about being frustrated at people for certain things. And if I'm really honest, I often do the same thing that they're doing. And it's like, but, but, you know, I see I can do it to other people or I can watch other people have the same experience, but it's like, I don't deserve to have that experience. Like, I don't deserve for someone to reject me. And it's like, really? <laughs> like... And it's like, what is that? Like, I've been really trying to look at it. Um, one, just because I think it's fascinating. And like, that's really what I want to do in this life. I just want to look at things like that. Like, hmm, this is fascinating. Oh, this is a fascinating experience. Hmm, that's interesting. Instead of what happens is like, often it can feel just like so painful and so personal and so like it's me and it's my problem when really how I want to see it is like hmm this is a worldly problem this is a human problem this is something that everyone walking on this earth is experiencing in some way like hmm that is so fascinating and then really trying to experience it not running from it just like really trying to experience it fully. What does it feel like? What does it, you know, sound like? What does it look like? What is it like? What are the intricacies? Where do I feel it in my body? What is that feeling? Um, and what's right there with it? Is there, are there any emotions? Are there any stories? Are there any painful moments from childhood, like what is right there and just like experiencing the whole thing, letting it really just, you know, 
be the thing that's present and then follow where it goes, you know, follow what comes next. Um, I mean, it's so hard to not just let the brain go down these like really deep story holes or thought holes, you know, and they can often be really dark and it's like, I don't even know what it would look like for a human to not do that. Like, it seems like if you were just present with each next coming, you know, thought, that would be like really crazy. And maybe the, maybe the thing that we are training ourselves with like Buddhism and meditation and mindfulness is like how to keep that consistent breath. So then that's the thing you're returning to, which is like very present, very this breath, this breath, right? Inhale, exhale. It's like, okay, this is like very present. And it's like, you will get lost in the kind of thought, thought, new thought, 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 new thought, and thought, you know, like motion, body sensation. Like you will get caught by those things and you can pay attention to those things. And then you can bring yourself back to the breath. You know, it's like the breath is the most present thing. And everything else is kind of like circling around the breath. And I think even the breath becomes a part of that. Um, but the breath is a very steady, consistent, even though it does change. If you really pay attention to the breath, it also changes. Like everything's just always changing all the time. It's like, and to like be in that, to like actually just like, be in everything that's changing all the time in this moment, in this moment, in this moment, in this moment, it feels like you would just like literally explode into the universe. <laughs> and I think that's, that maybe is what happens. I don't really know, but, um, and I think it's just like so interesting to think about all this stuff. Um, but it really feels important. It feels important to, do these deep dives and think about these types of things. I don't know why it's important. I really don't. I mean, it feels important. It feels important to learn how to cultivate peacefulness. It feels important for me to learn how to be present. It feels important. Like all these things feel important and I'm not really sure why. And I think, I don't know, as I think about all of this, it's like, I, um, I just like almost think it doesn't matter. Like it's so cool that it feels important to me. Just like writing or Christianity or biking or running feels so important to some people. Like whatever feels important to you is it, that's cool. That's what it feels important to you. And, um, it might be the thing that, you know, draws you into presence. It draws you into flow. And that's like a cool thing. It feels like humans are always trying to find the things that give them that experience of timelessness, flow, connection, depth, understanding, wisdom, you know, whatever we want to call it. It's so cool that it, it seems like we're all searching for it. And certain things can bring it to us and certain things can help us experience it. Um, and I'm kind of curious if we just focus on whatever is happening in this moment right now, like, will we experience it? You know, it's like, what is the chasing towards something to experience it? Like, is it actually right here? 
you know, maybe I don't have to put on my running shoes and go run 10 miles to feel it, to experience it. Maybe it's always right here, this flow, this expansiveness. And it, I think it's scary because you're like, who am I going to go insane if I let myself go there? Am I going to like, you know, have to go into a mental hospital? You know, people on meditation retreat, this is a real thing is like they go into psychosis and it's like, it's such a real thing. And I'm like, okay, like if, what is that? And like, I think I have a massive fear of it. Um, like sometimes this world feels like it's going to drive you crazy. It's going to like, it is going to drive you into the mental institution. It's so bananas to think about this life and it's so cool. And it's so interesting. The fear of losing control, losing the physical control that you, a person has over their body, their mind, you know, it's like to the thought of losing that control what seems like losing the control, like, I don't know if it actually is, but the thought of like losing that is like terrifying. Um, cause you're like, Oh my God, am I ever going to come back? Anybody who's ever done psychedelics, there's always a moment where you're like, Oh no, am I, is it ever going to go back to reality? And it's this terrifying experience. But when you let go, and you're just in it, it's actually very profound. But the second that you go back into thinking and you're like, am I stuck? You start having anxiety. You start having a panic attack, you know? Um, and then if you can let it go again, it's, again, quite profound. Timeless. You're not worried about if you're going to return. Um, which I think is why people are so drawn to psychedelic experiences. Because, you know, honestly, this life is exhausting, thinking about time, thinking about all the things we have to do, thinking about there's a lot of suffering in it. Like I totally understand monks. I totally understand monks. I mean, I think that there is also suffering in being a monk, but to me, it feels so much more exciting to like just sit and be still and learn to not need, you know, be of the world, but not, or be in the world, but not of the world, be in the world and not of the world. Um, I'm not even sure that I'm using that correctly, but, um, <sighs> man, I love these ramblings. I know that they just go in weird places. Um, but I kind of tend to trust that. So I just want to say thank you for being here. I hope that something resonated. I hope that you feel maybe less alone. And maybe you feel more alone. Not sure. <laughs> um, thank you so much for spending this time with me. Until next time.